Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Chiropractic. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Freeman. I've been in practice for over 30 years, and I continue to work in a million-dollar practice that I built, ran, and sold. I've taught, lectured, and coached our profession, and helped so many chiropractors build the practice and the life of their dreams. And now, I want to help you do the same. So here's today's show. We're going to spend our time today talking about the CA, the chiropractic assistant. In fact, we're going to be talking about a great floor CA. What makes a great floor CA and how does she help to improve the practice? Our number one job is to help our patients. I've already said that my mission was always to help as many people as I possibly could. Well, helping our people, our patients, with all the great chiropractic procedures that we do in the room, the adjustments, some soft tissue stretching, the things that we do. Our other job, our other job as the doctor, is to help make the floor CA's job as easy as possible. By the way, the reason I keep saying her when I talk about a CA is because in my experience, the vast majority of CAs are female, so I'm going to continue using the words she and her. That's not to say that I have not worked with some amazing CAs that happen to be male. And they do a great job also. But for simplicity's sake, I'll be saying her as we go through today's show. So let's discuss the training, scripts, and procedures of the great CA. By the way, our job is to always treat them with respect as a professional colleague and a member of the team who helps with the mission of the office. We never want to admonish, correct, or belittle the CA in front of the patient. We're a team, we work together, behind closed doors, we can properly help correct actions that don't look and come off the way that we need them to in front of the patients. Because the bottom line is, when the CA wins, when the doctor wins, The patients win, the office wins, everybody has a great experience, and things go the way they should. So we as the doctors, as the trainer, as the office owner, the clinic owner, the director, we need to take the time, we need to make the time to help the team members win. On a previous episode, we talked about the front desk and how to help them win. On today's episode, we're talking about how to help the rest of the office flow with the CA winning while we're taking care of patients. So let's first of all take a step back and think about and look at the office flow. How is it that you have patients moving through the office in an office flow so that they get all the things they need, all the services that they require are performed properly, competently, and professionally without keeping people waiting at any one of the steps? They move from station A to station B to station C to station D, etc., and then to back to the front desk and out the door. I'm going to encourage you to look at this as if it were an electrical schematic diagram. Think back to when you were taking physics in college and you were looking at the diagram and there were capacitors and there were switches and there were energy sources and there was a light bulb in there. There was a diagram of how the electrons would move around the circuit to make it work properly. Frankly, that's what we're doing in our office, moving people through the circuit to make it work properly to help them get the result they're looking for. 
taking it out of the laboratory and putting it back into people, think about a dance. You have couples doing the waltz or a country dance where people are do-si-doing and, and, and coupling and moving around and then changing partners. When it's all done properly and people know the steps, even if one person doesn't know the steps, it moves and it flows. The couples don't bang into each other. They move from quadrant to quadrant, area to area. They're each flowing, doing their thing, doing their steps, having a good time, by the way, enjoying themselves as they're going through the process. And even when the, when the caller in the, in the country dancing calls for a switch, people move to the right or they move to the left. They move around the circuit and it works beautifully. That's the chiropractic office. It's poetry in motion. So let's first talk about the steps, how people move around an office. And then once we've discussed that, then we'll talk about the scripts and things you want to make sure that your CAs know and know how to speak about properly with patients because they speak for you when you're doing other things, when you're seeing other patients during other parts of the visit. So I'll use an example of an office that I know quite well of how patients move through the office. Obviously, your office may work slightly differently. You may do things in a different order or in a slightly different way, but you'll see how the steps work together, and then they can be cleaned up to be more and more efficient for a better and better flow with your people, making for a better environment for everybody. So a patient comes in for a regular visit, they sign in or they sign themselves in or the CA at the front desk, the front desk person acknowledges them, and they get sent to their first station. Hey, go ahead and do your therapeutic exercises if you do those first. The person goes back to the therapeutic exercise area. They begin to do the exercises that they have been taught on a previous session. And there's a CA there to assist them, keeping their form proper, reminding them of sets and repetitions, and engaging them in chit-chat about the exercises and why they're doing them, and also about their day, how things are going. I never want the CA to ask, how are you today? Because now we're focusing on symptoms. You can say, The CA can say things like, anything new or different, that's fine. If your CA is asking about symptomatically how they are, they're get, again, they're getting medical knowledge, they're getting chiropractic information, that needs to be recorded, transmitted to the doctor, because you're medically legally responsible to address those specific issues each and every time. So the CA goes through the therapeutic exercises with the patient, assuming there's nothing new or different going on that would alter which exercises should be done today. Obviously, if there's something new or different, the CA is going to say, you know what, let's, let's see doc first, because he or she may want to change those exercises based on what's going on. But that's the exception. We'll talk about the rule. So they go through those exercises and the CA is giving feedback of, hey, you're doing great. Those are awesome. You're looking good. You know, we'll look at increasing the repetitions. I'll let doc know. And when the CA has finished that and it's been documented properly, the patient's opinion of how the exercises went Noting the time, because therapeutic exercise is a time procedure, as everybody listening to this knows. And I recommend if your record keeping allows for the patient to sign off on those exercises, that that be done also, because that's a way to help bulletproof uh, your records. If it's ever questioned, did the person do the exercises and was the timing appropriate, your CA signed it. 
the patient signed it. Yeah, either you've got two people lying or it really was done. And if there's a third party payer who's questioning it, that's pretty good proof for them. Once that's been done, the patient knows to go to the next part of the office or the CA can escort them to the next part of the office. In the office that we're using as our example today, the next place they go is to the adjusting room or the adjusting area. The patient is escorted there and either goes into the room or onto the table or is in the hot seat, the waiting room, the waiting area right outside of the adjusting table. And the patients have been pre-taught to empty their pockets, anything that can poke them or break, put their items into the basket or on the counter, whatever you happen to use. I like a basket because the basket can then move through the office with the person and get back to the room where it needs to be. And then lay face down on the table so those muscles can start relaxing. And tell your patients, the reason I want you face down on the table is because it gives the muscles an opportunity to relax and I can do a better adjustment with less force when those muscles are relaxed. And let's face it, who doesn't like to take a minute during the day to lay down and relax. It's comfortable. As the patient is settling down into the room, the doctor's number one CA comes in, greets the patient, perhaps reminds them of where they need to be and what they need to be doing, and brings the chart up on the computer, if you're using an electronic health record, so that it's ready with today's date, the previous note is all there for the doctor to see when they come into the room. Patient gets ready, this, that CA leaves the room and meets the doctor at the room the doctor is just finishing with another patient, we'll call that room number two. And as the doctor says their goodbyes to the, the patient who's in room number two, that CA takes the patient to any of the next therapies that are being done, perhaps the passive therapy like intersegmental traction or electric stim or, or ultrasound, whatever it may be. And that CA goes and helps there. The doctor finishes the note quickly and properly and then goes into room number one where that first patient that we were discussing is now ready and waiting. Doctor does the things that needs to be done, the adjustment, stretching, soft tissue, again, whatever those procedures are. And the game, the dance that the doctor and the number one CA are performing is can the CA be at the door ready to take that number one patient from the doctor before the doctor is finished. Because when it happens that way, the doctor gets done, the doctor can give the orders of what needs to be done next with that patient. Okay, we're going to use a biphasic current on the trapezius muscles while we're doing intersegmental traction, uh, full spine to the CA. And the CA says, got it, doc, takes the patient, takes the chart, the doctor finishes that note, heads back into the next adjusting room or the other table where there's already the next patient waiting and the cycle continues. And when you're doing that dance with your CA and with the patients, it becomes effortless ease. We see the patients, we take care of all the things that need to be taken care of. The CA takes them to the next place they need to be so they can continue and get on with their day. In addition to that, they, the CA has the next patient ready for us, and we do that dance repeatedly over and over again with, for as many patients as you choose to see 
that your heart tells you and your technique allows within the hours of the day that you want to be seeing patients. I think your schedule should be booked tight enough that you're going from one patient to the next, adjusting, 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 not adjusting and going and sitting down, getting up, adjusting, going and sitting down, starting a report. Oh, doc, your next patient's here. Get up, go to the adjusting room. That, that becomes an absolute nightmare. You want to adjust, 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 or adjust, stretch, soft tissue, adjust, stretch, soft tissue, whatever your procedure is that works, you want to do that repeatedly with enough time also built in because one in every eh, five or 10 patients is going to have something extra going on that day. Don't ever push it off. Don't ever say, yeah, well, we'll just take it that next time. No, if the person's telling you they care about it, it's bothering them. It needs to be addressed today. You can't blow that off. So talk to them, sort it out, do what needs to be done, and perhaps it needs additional time, or perhaps you're giving them an additional exercise to work with at home or some other therapy, and tell them, work with that today and tomorrow, and then the next time you're in, we'll see what it's doing. Everybody's happy. Going back to the patient who's then doing the passive therapies, when that therapy finishes, the CA gets, the, gets them off of that therapy, um, if your state requires that, and escorts them back to the front desk and reconfirms the next appointment. Oh, Doc said that they need to see Susie uh, on Friday. Okay, yep, we'll see you Friday. And the CA is gone immediately at that point, leaving Susie with the front desk person because, again, she's back in her cycle. Can she get back to Doc in time? It's a game that we play all day long. Who can get where they need to be first? And it's fun. Okay, now let's spend some time talking about scripting and what other things we're hoping the CAs will be talking about with our patients. By the way, sometimes CAs will say, I get stuck in conversation with Susie and I don't want to be rude and doc, that's why I couldn't get back to the room. You need to give your CAs permission to throw you under the bus. Yes, you the doctor, they can throw you under the bus. And yet we never throw them under the bus because that's not fair. But they can say things like, hey, Susie, I'd love to stay and chat, but I need to get back and help Doc with the next patient as he finishes up because uh, that patient needs my help. And Susie understands. She says, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll talk next time. And that's okay because they were having more of a personal conversation, not a professional one about something specific. And if it is something professional and specific that the CA is discussing with the CA, your CA has the latitude to have that conversation because it's something that the patient needs and will help the practice ultimately. So for example, some of the conversations that we want to make sure the CAs are prepared to have with patients are things like, if the patient says, man, my husband woke up this morning and his neck was killing him and I didn't know what I should do for him, you want the CA to be educated properly to be able to start taking a mini history. Well, has he had neck pain before? Did he say how bad it was? Did he do something yesterday that may have started it? Not that the CAs take the full history in the office, although there's some states where CAs are allowed to take a full history, but to start triaging it 
is this person a potential chiropractic patient, the CA can get enough information to say, you know what, I know Doc can help him, or I really think that Doc could help your husband, or let's get your husband set up for an appointment later today so we can help him with his neck pain. The CA may have just recruited a new patient for the office and someone else that you can help, and that's terrific. So history taking on a, on a running basis is something else that you want your CAs to know how to do. Perhaps they're at a party. You know, if it's the time of year that I'm recording this, holiday parties, whether it's Christmas parties, New Year's parties, someone says, oh, you work in a chiropractor's office. Man, that's really cool. You know, I've had this back thing. Wouldn't you love your CA to say, oh, well, maybe my, my guy could help you. Or maybe the CA could say, well, how long have you had that back pain? And again, start to triage it. And then professionally invite them to come to the office. Maybe your CAs should have their own business cards or an electronic business card with a QR code that they could uh, snap to somebody else's phone. And lo and behold, the person then has that. They can be filling out your paperwork when they get home that night and setting up an appointment online. How cool is that? Another piece that I like the CAs to own is your report of findings. How do you explain chiropractic in your report of findings to your new patients? In an upcoming episode, I'm going to go over an optimum report of findings that has a near 100% rate of patient accepting care because I think every patient who comes into a chiropractic office at that point is asking for help and they should be accepting care. So if they don't, Something went wrong and we want to minimize those, but that'll be in a future episode. I want your CAs to understand and know your report of findings. So if somebody says to them, hey, I've heard about that chiropractic thing, or man, I've seen the videos on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook about you know people getting adjusted and getting their neck cracked. And it looks kind of cool, but like it's kind of scary. What's that all about? Wouldn't it be amazing if your CA could explain rationally, professionally, friend to friend, peer to peer, here's what's really going on and here's what's happening. One of my proudest moments happened several years ago when I took the whole team out to lunch and we're sitting at the restaurant and when the waiter came over and he was taking our orders, he could see the, the team uniform because I think you're office staff should all be wearing a uniform, just like a football team, a baseball team, any professional team, they are dressed professionally and they are dressed similar. You know who's a member of the team. I don't care if they're scrubs or a polo shirt or it has a, your office name embroidered into it and their name, but it's a team and they should look like they're part of a team. But let's go back to the story. The waiter says, oh, you, you guys look like y'all work together. And one of the CAs said, yes, we all work in the chiropractic office across the street. And the waiter said, oh, chiropractors, yeah, I've heard about them. And the CA went on to say what chiropractors do and the things we typically work with and how we help so many people with so many different issues because by getting the nerves working properly, the body works the way that it's supposed to and can work at its optimum and I'm just sitting there beaming and I'm not saying a word. She knew and understood chiropractic at its core. And yes, that waiter did come in as a patient and was thrilled with the chiropractic care that he received.
So your CAs should also be able to discuss how chiropractic works and what's it good for. Oh, I heard chiropractic can do something with TMJ. Is that right? I heard chiropractic can do something for headaches. So explaining what chiropractic is good for for the specific issue and then broaden it all the way out to an above, down, inside out philosophy that all the information that controls the body starts in the brain, travels through the nerves. When any of the nerves are pinched or irritated, it reduces the efficiency of the system. When it gets bad enough, then it crosses the pain threshold and you have pain and symptoms. And yes, chiropractic can get rid of the pain and symptoms almost all the time and optimize the system to be working as close to 100% as possible. Your CA should be able to say that as easily as I just said it. And the final point that we'll discuss on today's episode is the CAs being able to talk about why the frequency that you've recommended of visits for your patients over what period of time is so freaking important. The frequency is important because the human body is surprisingly consistent. Consistency over time gets the job done. If you want to build muscles, you don't go to the gym once a week. No, you go to the gym at least two or even better three times a week, sometimes even four times a week or six days a week to work the body properly to getting it to the goal and the direction where you want it to be as fast as possible. When a person goes on a diet nutritionally, consistency over time gets it done. If you diet one day a week and pig out the other six days a week, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Can your CAs use examples like that to help you help more people get to where they want to be for a win-win for the practice, for the staff, for the patients? All right. And that's our show for today. If you have a question about today's show or your own practice, feel free to reach out at thelovofchiropractic.com. Before making changes to your practice, be sure to seek legal advice regarding those changes and regulations in your state. For the Love of Chiropractic is an RGF production, all rights reserved. And thanks for listening. Original music provided by Hunter Rich Music.